Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena and Territory War-focused podcast. I am Solo Base 15, and I'm here with my good friend Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? I'm great, Solo. I'm excited. We're in uh, Championship 3, and um, even better, we're using a new fancy uh, recording uh, <laughs> studio, or whatever you want to call it. Um, hopefully, we can be free of the horrible, vile Zencaster. <laughs> yes, that would be fantastic. Um so like you said, we're in Grand Arena Season 3. The first round just started uh, a couple days ago. We're in the attack phase of Round 2 as we're recording this. You know, we have a new map with ships added. We talked a little bit about what we thought it was going to be last week. Now that you've gotten to do two attack rounds with ships, how are you feeling about it? I don't know. I don't really like it. Honestly, not <laughs> not yet. My um my first impressions like I I've cleared the ships that I've faced and um I, actually it's it's been a little bit interesting just because my opponents have both had a six-star negotiator and which means that they're faster than me and also their general Kenobi has better mods or you know has all 60 mods and they they're all relic 7 for both of my opponents and so uh, their ships are just faster than mine. And the common perception is kind of that it's a speed meta. Um, you know, if you use the negotiator to uh, a, a, to counter negotiator, if you have the slower one, your opponent is going to get days off on you and then you're just going to lose. Um, you know, and there are ways to counter that. And I've, I've used that. I've used those counters. And, you know, I've gotten 60 banners in each, uh, each attack. So uh, I'm not... I don't know. I've I've been doing okay, but there's just less nuance. I feel like with this uh, with this new map, you know, you can only hide two total squads, and, and I don't necessarily like that. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I I already hate the ships. I can tell you that um, they're awful. <laughs> like you, I've faced two faster negotiators. Um, I have not gotten 60 banners from both of them. Uh, in fact, well, my video from this round is actually literally uploading as we record this. So, spoiler alert, um, I've lost to one of them, which is actually kind of partially my fault because I put Sunfac on defense and I usually have him in my lineup when I face faster negotiators. But, um, so I'm not a fan and when you're looking at the map, like you said, you only get to hide two teams. And the two teams aren't even behind the big section of three teams. They're behind a two-team uh, section, which is even more annoying to me because it's, because it's so easy to open up that back section before you decide to attack the big section. Um, I can tell you... When I'm attacking on offense, that's great, but for placing defense and any sort of defense strategy, I'm just, I'm not a fan of it at this point. Yeah, I, I think that the thing I hate most that I'm resisting most, well, well first, I hate ships. Um, like, <laughs> right. I, I realize that some people really like ships, and I don't mean to, um, you know, call into question any of our listeners' uh, judgments, uh, but, I mean, if, if you like ships, that is... you're 
it's surprising to me because I, I can't relate necessarily. Like it's just kind of, there's just not as much nuance. It's not as interesting to me. Um, and uh, I guess the, the main thing uh, beyond, beyond that though, is, you know, if they want to have ships, you know, it is, it is a big play mode. You know, we have a ton of our crystals daily uh, that were, that are earned from it and everything. I can understand them wanting to incorporate it into the competitive mode. That makes sense. My frustration is it's getting in the way of the more interesting squad arena. Like I would like it if they just made a fifth ship zone somewhere on the map. Like even if we had to crawl through, you know, two different squad arena or squad zones to be able to get to ships or something, if they have a fifth one, then we could have a lot more uh, play, you know, a lot more strategy. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. When they started talking about in the Q&A that they were adding a ship zone, to me it sounded like they were going to add that fifth zone. And I don't like ships. I didn't want to deal with ships. But at least I could still plot my defense a little better that way. The way that they currently have it, it's just, well, like both of us have already said, from a strategy perspective of placing defense, it's kind of worthless. It is. Well, um, one thing I will say, though, is that this is a thousand million times better of a format than that brain dead other version where you just have two zones and you put all your squads in one zone and oh, right God. next to it is the ship zone. Like just stupid. No yeah. point to it at all. That, that was truly awful. Yes. I completely agree with you on that one. Uh, yeah. The other thing that this kind of format does is, We're getting to attack with two extra teams. Because in the past, we were using 16 ground teams. Uh, You know, you would use eight to attack with. In theory, you're you're using eight to attack with and placing eight on defense. Now, you only have to place, place seven on defense. Which means you pick up and have nine of your teams that you had available for offense. So... I feel like it's also setting up to be more offensive because you have two extra teams to attack with. Um, Perfect example is First Order. You know, I I keep them for offense now, not because of the feats, because frankly, I I don't care about most of those feats. Um, But they're kept for offense at this point just solely because I'm only placing seven on defense and I don't need them on defense anymore. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's maybe one of the most interesting parts of this new format is, you know, in the other one, you need to have 16 total teams. Now you need to have 14 total teams. And then, you know, you have ships, which kind of take care of themselves. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a different strategy and everything. But um, how do you condense your uh, your total squads? Like, I already had a lot of characters that I just wasn't using on a, you know, round to round basis like like there's just a bunch of unused characters and now we're using 10 fewer characters you know so how do you how can you condense these squads into being like even more cutthroat and really strong right actually it took away my best defensive squads from the last round because i was placing darth revan in the front and right behind it i was placing malik on first order 
and I was getting defenses most rounds. The only time it was cleared in one shot was when my opponent still had his Darth Revan available, and then obviously a Darth Revan team is going to rip through that. Um, but I couldn't find a way to use it in uh, on this round, so I'm I'm just not, which is interesting to me. It is like there's there's just a lot there's a lot of changes like even even though I feel like there's a little less uh, in terms of like the the very various strategies you can employ to be able to put different squads in different places just because there's less uh, th- there's just less suspense because you're, you're two squads away from having total knowledge of the board. Um, I still I still think that there's a lot to be said about like trying to optimize your teams because uh, having one fewer squad doesn't mean that you're just changing one squad it means that you're changing like almost all of them like some of them are going to remain unchanged like they're all you know some of them are just really strong like for instance night sisters should probably be left alone maybe use them on offense or defense whatever but they should probably just be left mostly intact but other squads you know you can you can kind of uh, weed out some of these weaker uh, characters and try to reform, you know, and reforge these teams to, you know, uh, optimize your layout. Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. Um, with that said, you know, you say that, and uh, literally earlier today, I was I added the second Zeta to T3, um, and I was thinking about switching to the suicide droids but not for offense i you and i have talked about this a little bit um i actually want to throw it on defense because i've never faced that team and not lost somebody so when you're talking about banners you know winning banners that team is great but so i started thinking well where am i going to start using droidica because I have a Zeta Droidica at this point. He's not going to fit in with my Newt team because Magna uh, B1 and B2 is going to be with Newt and Dooku. And so I actually started thinking about, I wonder if Droidicas can work with the Geos. Um, So when you're talking about condensing teams and kind of switching them up a little bit, that's exactly what I was thinking about today. Yeah, it's it can be a little bit tricky, you know. Everyone has their favorite characters and stuff. Like, uh, my Wampa is just not being used right now. Yeah, my my Wampa is being used on a waste of a team. Uh, since I stole EP for offense, the team he used to be on is now led by Vader, and Wampa's hanging out with his Vader team, in theory, to collect all those dots. Um, in practice, that's just not a very good team for the offensive teams that are facing it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I know, I, and, I, and I think that, you know, we see some people like Endel Beal, you know, he's he's using his Wampa to great effect. He's killing all kinds of awesome things. <laughs> you know, a Rel- Relic 7 Wampa, right. granted. But, um, I mean it still has just a crazy amount of potential. And yet, you know, at gear 12 plus what three or something like that, whatever my womp is at, cause I don't want to put laptops on that guy cause they don't do much for him. Right. Um, you know, he's just kind of a waste of potential right now. He, he's a great desperation character, I guess. Yeah. And actually I was getting better results with him. 
because he's the per that team is the perfect example of the team you used to be able to hide in the back zone um, and maybe catch somebody off guard with. You just don't have somebody to counter Wampa because it's in the back zone. It's the last back zone you cleared, and it's like, oh, I'm caught. You can't do that in this map setup at this point. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, well, and I think that as everyone kind of uh, makes their squads more and more efficient and, you know, kind of balances everything out, I think we're going to just start seeing a lot more full clears. Um, you know, people are still going to be lazy on defense and put random bad squads on there, and then they're going <laughs> to they'll, they'll just overpower their offense because right now we're already seeing, like, you know, we need seven teams on offense, and now we have, you know, to be able to clear of your opponent's seven teams. And now instead of instead of having, you know, just like one good squad for each of your opponent's good squads, you, we now have nine offensive squads because one's, you know, back from defense. Right. So I think I think we'll start seeing that a little more often, or we'll start seeing like these high-powered, really awful to slog through defenses. Um, <laughs> everyone's everyone's just going to start really condensing their stuff. Um, and, and so, you know, you and I haven't actually talked a ton about our uh, defensive positioning and stuff. So I'm curious what your thoughts so far on, you know, what which squads do you want to put into the two-man zone uh, that's blocking the other two-man zone? And what squads do you want to put in the three-man zone, uh, you know, as kind of the, the block to fleet? Uh well, you know, I, I'm try. I've tried a couple different things. I, I have two different defenses in both rounds. Um, but what I'm trying to do in that two-man zone in front of the ground back zone is get people to use their Treya in this zone. So. You know, I, I want Nest up front. I, I want teams like that up front. Because then in the back, I have a, I have my Newt team and I have my Geo team with Boach. With Boach wow, I can't talk. Which both like um, Treya to be used against them. So I'm trying to get teams to use their Treya in the front. And that... Then in the back, I have two teams that are easily countered by Treya. Um, not as easy to do as when we have four zones, but that's kind of my goal. When you're looking at that front two-man zone, what are you putting in front? So I, I've kind of flopped my uh, philosophy a little bit. Like I, I still think that the you know. Uh, the trying to overload Treya requirements and stuff. I, I, I think that that's a wise uh, way of doing things, um, you know, so I'm kind of employing that. But then I also like it in the, in my last uh, Grand Arena Championship, and I, th I think that it worked pretty well. Like I would put all of my confusing, um, you know, half-baked squads that, you know, people don't necessarily know how to counter. Like you put, uh, you know, Bounty Hunters with Watt in there or... <laughs> you know, whatever team with Nest or, you know, these, these teams that people would, uh, wouldn't necessarily know how to counter, like they didn't have an established counter. And so uh, it kind of tripped people up because they'd try to use a squad and they, they'd find that that squad wasn't optimized against my 
specific layout. And I'm not saying that like I'm, I'm this mad genius on defense, but that was kind of my thought was, you know, if, if you're going to have filler teams, have squads that'll kind of trip your opponents up, um, sure. you know, and then in the, and then in the back, it, you know, then that that's when all of the squads that they've been saving uh, come into play. But if you've tripped them up enough, maybe they'll have, they'll have been forced to use, you know, like I know a lot of people use their Treya squad on my nest team because she was relic seven. And, you know, that was an absolute win for me because that gets one of their really strong meta teams off the table uh, for, in exchange for one character of mine. Sure. Absolutely. So, so that, that was, that was what I was doing um, in my, in my previous one now i think that doesn't work you can't trip people up because their information is too uh complete already like they only have two squads to get through so they can hit your two squads that you're trying to trip them up with and then they'll have complete information and then they'll be able to just make all of the decisions that they need to and be able to win so uh kind of what my strategy now is is I want to create uncertainty in like I'm putting my strongest teams in those two zones on defense um, or maybe not my very strongest, but I'm putting my general grievous squad with BB eight because that does cause some uncertainty. And then my night sisters, which, you know, I've, I've been messing around with their mods and everything to make them a little stronger. Um, I put those, or I put them in that zone as well. And the, the the question I want people to be asking is, what squad is safe to be able to use against these? Um, because who knows what this crazy Zareth guy has got in the back zone? Um, you know, if he has if he has Revan, I de definitely don't want to use my Darth Revan to kill this Grievous squad. You know, but do I risk the uh, Jedi Knight Revan? Uh, counter against my against this grievous squad with bb8 i mean maybe uh, you know that that's kind of what i'm doing and then on the periphery on the three-man squad i'm just trying to put uh characters that uh, are kind of just uh, i don't know nerve-wracking like people don't want to i have a newt squad with uh, watt and nest and l3 in there and people are just going to be nervous about that or, or my uh Django team with a really fast bosk you know and four or three different characters with relic three or higher uh you know or emperor palpatine like they're going to just be in the back of their mind they're going to need to be planning like okay i'm gonna need to use treya on one of these guys or you know uh, commander luke or whatever i just want to give them kind of information overload and make them try to <laughs> juggle their assets as best they can so sure um, you know that maybe that was a little too in depth, but that's uh, you know that and that's my plan. And then I do I do put strong squads behind Grievous and uh, Asajj. So you know I, I put I have my Geonosians and my clones with Shock T lead. So it's uh, I don't know my my opponent last time tripped really hard on all my stuff, and then he told me that he wasn't actually trying, and <laughs> I like half believe him. So. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what this next guy does because he's full cleared almost every single opponent, and he put some really bad teams on defense. So I'm, I'm guessing I, I'm, I'll be interested to see what what my defense can do against it. Yeah, I, I can. Uh, so when talking about the placement of defense, the, one of the reasons we're talking about it tonight is because in this past round, uh my opponent did it in a way that, you know, I, I hate to say there's a wrong way to do it, but he certainly made my life a lot easier because what he did is he put 
he did put his General Grievous team in this front zone, but the second team was Bosk. And it wasn't a Django lead because Django was with uh, Watt and Newt and Dooku and all of them. Or, uh, so it's a Bosk lead team with no Django and no Embo. Um, so it, it, the team took me maybe a minute, if even, to get through with my JTR team. <laughs> And I didn't have to think about using a good team before I see what's in the back. It was just a straight, I look down, I'm like, oh, this is easy. And kind of, you know, plow through it and see what's in the back. So if you get one thing out of this, try and make this front lower section hard to get through to make people decide what they want to use. Because if you use easy teams, you're just making their life a lot easier. Yeah, agreed. And and honestly, I mean, you could kind of build on that too. I mean, those squads uh, on the side, on the periphery, you know, in the peripheral zone, I'm, I'm thinking of that, of it as that right. um, lately. And, um, you know, those, those are good uh, teams to, uh, you know, add pressure to your opponent, like make them question like, okay, you know, I, I know what five of my opponent's teams are, but I don't know what those two back are. I, you know, and, you know, you're kind of sending them signals like, hey, you need to be saving like good squads. You need to be trying to, um, you need to be trying to use teams that are, uh, you know, going to trade up against these, these two teams that are blocking your full information. Like, you know, instead of saying, oh, shoot, you know, I, I may as well just use my Darth Revan here against Grievous, um, People can say, I don't know if that's wise because look at all these other teams that are available. Like I, right. I need to be able to save that. I need to have that squad available. And then, you know, regardless of what you put in the back zone, if you're starting people on second guessing themselves, I mean, that's half the battle. Like they're gonna, someone's gonna try something ill advised, and hopefully, you're going to, uh, <laughs> it's going to pan out for you. Yeah, I, I can tell you this round, I actually, um, so. I mixed up my Grievous team. Right now, It's the team is nowhere near typical to what anyone's ever fought before. Just because, as I said earlier, I'm kind of in that transition of putting it into a suicide droid team. But I'm not quite there yet. Um, but, so this, this round, I put my Grievous team and Jedi Knight Revan in that front zone. And here's the kicker. You and I talked about my opponent's... Darth Revan is slower than my slowed down Darth Revan. Because, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because I, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, my slowed down Darth Revan, I think, is still 328. So he's not, you know, a snail. Um, right. That's not slow by any stretch. But, right. um, you know, for arena play, uh, for guys who have uh, been playing for three or four years, like that's. Right. That, that's not necessarily considered fast. Yeah, but so this guy, I mean, I placed his defense thinking, what's he going to think? And so if he looked at my roster, he would see I have the clones as a rev encounter. I have uh, R7, Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Padme as possible rev encounter. And then he opens up the board and he's going to see Grievous and Jedi Knight Revan just sitting in that front zone. So what I wanted him to ask the question is, do I use my Darth Revan on this Jedi Knight Revan? 
Um, or do I do a mirror match and who do I take out this Grievous team with? Um, and that was my goal. And I can tell you, I got a defense in the back. So I don't know if that goal worked, but something worked. Right. Well, uh, you know, I never, ever see Jedi Revan on defense anyway. So, you know, immediately I'd just be like, what, what is going on? You know, what, what do I even use to counter it? Like, right. I'd be scratching my head for a while trying to figure that one out. I'm sure I have an, I have a counter somewhere, but um, you know, that's like the perfect squad to, to create uncertainty for your opponents uh, in, in that two man zone. Yeah. And that was the hope. Uh, last round I had Darth Revan there for, you know, reasons of flexible offense. I decided to keep my Revan for offense and, We'll get into it later, but that solely won me the match this round. Um, but if I took him off defense, I I wanted to replace him with somebody that was going to be just as strong to beat. And so I put down my Jedi Knight Revan that, you know, Jolie is R4 and Yoda's R3. So they do some damage and they survive a lot. Um, I'm curious, my opponent based on, you know, my stalking his SWGOHGG page, is European, so he was asleep and I wasn't able to talk to him before we came on the podcast. I, I'm curious if he'll talk to me to see what he ended up using to get through my Jedi Knight Revan. Yeah, hopefully he'll let you know. Um, it'd be really interesting. I mean, you know... I'm always for more uh, more information and what kind of things you can one shot teams with, um, you know. Yeah. Darth Revan obviously works. General Grievous works. Uh, Commander Luke honestly works if you know how to do it. Uh, though it can be a little bit tricky if you don't have the right uh, methodology and steps in the process. But, um, you know, like it, it's not necessarily a, a commonly placed defensive team, and so. And plus, you know, if you use Commander Luke, there is absolutely a, an element of uh, risk involved. Like it's not, it's not an established counter that that'll win. You know, ninety nine percent of your matches or whatever. So, yeah, let, let us know how that goes, or at least let me know. The guys on the podcast, uh, you guys can ask us if you join our Discord. How about that? <laughs> I like that. A little pot sweetener for you. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, I, I don't know. So far, I, I just like Grand Arena. Honestly, I've, even though I'm not enjoying the ships part, it, it, and I'm even succeeding at the ships part, I just, I just like Grand Arena. There's something really fun about trying to figure out how to beat your opponent and how to, you know, there's always some kind of flaw that you can take advantage of, or, you know, some kind of trick you can play. I've, I've been, I've been really enjoying it, even as I loathe ships so <laughs> i agree i i feel the same the same exact way um but that's you know we've alluded to it a little bit so that probably brings us into kind of the next section of our outline if you will um how have you done the past two rounds in grand arena um so so far so good um my first round, I won uh, pretty convincingly. My opponent was the only person in my pod of uh, players 
which I think pod is actually a great description because most of the people in it are whales. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, so I, I've done, I, he was the only guy who had made Kyber. He had a very similar win record to me. Um, you know, had full cleared almost every single uh, match that he'd had, uh, you know, and I, I was, that's absolutely the last person that you want to have to face in your first match. Like you're, you kind of, hope for a, a pod full of fluff cake guys who just don't want to play uh, so that you can get your win record up <laughs> and kind of be able to, um, you know, get some momentum going into the harder rounds uh, because, ev- you know, e- eventually everything gets sorted out by league. And if everyone is in, uh, you know, and if all of these people who don't or aren't good at playing are in the league behind you, you're not going to get paired with them moving forward. And so, uh, you know, this guy was legitimately strong. He had, uh, uh, you know, I, I won't presume how much money he spent or whatever, but uh, uh, there had to be some spending because they, the person had been playing for long enough or for short enough time that I had accumulated 30 more Zetas than they had, um, <laughs> <laughs> which seems like like this uh, impossibly hu- insurmount- insurmountable advantage that I would have. But he made up for it in having me beat in all three gear categories handily, like it, basically his entire roster is geared. Uh, you know, to a certain, you know, to a pretty impressive degree. And his relics were way better than mine. And so, you know, and, and all of the really good characters did have the relevant sadists on them. So, uh, you know, it, it was pretty nerve wracking. And then they failed uh, one attack against my nice sisters, which hasn't happened for a while. They failed one against my grievous team. Uh, they failed two against my bounty hunters and didn't clear them. And they failed two against my newt squad and didn't clear them. So I was feeling pretty good. And I was, I was talking to him, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, just, you know, I'm going to make a video about this. Uh, so, you know, go, go check it out if you want some feedback on your teams. And um, they basically said, Oh, well, I didn't actually try because the rewards suck for this, this round of grand arena. And so, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know if I believe him or not. Cause because they did put some really strong defensive teams on there uh, or down. So I don't know, but um, that went well. It was a fairly satisfying win. And then uh, the current round, I have no idea if I'm going to win or not. I think the the odds are good. I, I got a full sweep against them and um, my defenses are strong enough that I think they're going to have to drop more than eight, the eight banners that they would need to uh, win to be able to win. Uh, you know, I, I think hopefully I can force them, force eight banners off of them. So I, I think I'm going to win, but you never know. Maybe my opponent will do something crazy. They did leave a lot of really strong offensive teams available for them. So who knows? Um, but so far, so good. And how how have you done so far solo? Uh, I ask that as if I don't actually know. But. <laughs> right. Uh, so I lost the first round. It was... It was, I mean, it was actually a really good matchup. Uh, we were fairly close. Um, I couldn't beat Malik, which is quite embarrassing because I fight Malik daily in arena. Um, he, his Malik just, you know, was around 200,000 uh, health and protection combined. And the defense he had was up over, I think, what, 77%. And I, I just couldn't get the kill with them. Um, lost with my clones. I lost with Padme. I brought First Order in. 
thinking I could achieve a feat and kill Malak at the same time. And I timed out with First Order. And then it finally, you know, I've used Rogue One a few times before to get the kill. Um, I brought Rogue One in and was able to whittle this Malak down finally. So that round was a disaster. Um, You know, four battles to kill Malak is just, quite frankly, embarrassing. Uh, This past round, though, both of us have already gotten our attacks done, and I won by six. Uh, The only reason I won is because I pulled Darth Malak off of defense. I actually pulled the whole Revan team off of defense. Um, And he put Karth down on defense, and I had Malak solo Karth. For four banners, um, then I got an undersized win with CLS, and for two and uh, for sixty-two banners, I got a undersized win with Padme for sixty-one banners, and so those three undersized wins gave me seven extra banners, and I won by six. That's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So me deciding to keep, you know. Uh, Malik for offense and having a little extra flexibility with Darth Revan, that that's really what got me the win. Well, that's huge. I mean, and that that's an aspect that we, we didn't talk about as much, um, you know, about the new format, you know, with seven uh, teams instead of eight is you have, if you design your offensive roster a little bit, uh, you know, intentionally, you can have a lot more offensive flexibility. You know, it's like, okay, Jedi Training Ray normally does really well with, you know, these five characters, uh, you know, but there are certain circumstances where you want, uh, you know, to swap out Finn for Resistance Trooper, or, you know, if you need an extra Dispel, or, you know, maybe you want Scavenger Ray instead of either of them because of how hard she hits and you just need someone who can cause a bunch of exposes and damage and stuff. Um, you know, and the, those are all just uh, random examples, but I think that that's, uh, you know, what your win shows is, you know, just that kind of offensive flexibility in, in the hands of a good player is really going to be powerful for a lot of the good players out there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more on that point. Um, and, and guys, one one thing I, I just want to interject, um, you know, Solo has uh, started making YouTube videos on his matches. He's recording them uh, live, basically, like you can't watch him live. But like he's talking about his different attacks and his strategies and his, you know, his uh, approach to things as he's uh, tackling these various teams. And uh, the first one is really insightful and good. And I think it's just going to keep uh, building momentum. Uh, so check those out. They'll absolutely be in the uh, description for this podcast. Um, and, you know, check out his YouTube channel. It's, it's going to blow up here pretty soon. <laughs> Here's hoping. Um, I will say making the videos this way you know i tried it in the past where you go back and edit and add commentary after the fact um i'm playing i think i'm playing better hopefully in theory knowing that i'm doing this live uh just because of the knowledge that i have to sit back and think a little more rather than just go in (laughs) Which is probably a good thing for me, because sometimes I just click buttons and go in and kind of 
hope hope it all works out. Um, but because now I'm explaining as I'm picking the team why I'm picking the team, and I'm like, oh, actually, that's probably a good idea. I'm glad I thought of that. See, there, there's a lot of uh, benefit to being able to do that for, for you. And there's a lot of appeal for me. Like, all you have to do is, you know, do your hour or less atta of attacks and then just be done and then just upload it, basically. Maybe do a little editing here and there. But, um, you know, that's a much shorter process than my current process. But uh, the one thing, you know, th that's appealing, obviously. But the one thing that it loses for me, you know, I know that you just tend to go in and attack and you're always sending me your results like in the first half hour of the match. <laughs> it's like you have 23 hours to wait until you get your payout. You right. know? Um, but for, for me, like I tend to like just do little bite-sized chunks. You know, I, I'm like, okay, I need to find more information. I'm going to target one zone. How do I, you know, chew on that squad and you know, how do I beat these two squads so that I can break through the, to the next one? You know, and then and then I find more. I have more information, and then I my uh, you know idea of how the fight is going to shape uh, expands. And then I wait for a while, and you know do my attacks a little later. Trying to condense all my attacks to half an hour to an hour is um, it's going to be an interesting hurdle for me because I'm eventually going to start doing a couple videos like yours. So um, yeah, it, it changes the way you play a little. I, I you know. I'm extremely time-limited on some days, especially Tuesdays and Thursdays. I just, you know, if I have an attack phase then, I literally have to go in when I get a shot and hope I can finish. Um, so doing the videos this way kind of matches how I play anyway, which is nice. Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's not nearly the kind of hurdle like I, I have a feeling i'm gonna really fail hard um <laughs> when i first try it people are gonna it'll be vastly entertaining i'm sure you know yeah. all the people who hate me are gonna tune in <laughs> so maybe i'll get some subs from that <laughs> uh <laughs> the one thing doing videos this way it prevents me from doing is there's no monty python or the patriot video clips in my videos <laughs> Like, oh, true. <laughs> there's no, there's no post editing. Editing. What I've said is what I've said, and we're going with it. That's true. Yeah, I, I really like being able to put a couple random video clips in mine. So, yeah, I was, I, I really love that. I don't know why. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Put video clips of Bernie Mac slapping people. It's good. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, like we're. I've been really having fun uh, making videos. I'm really excited that you're going to be uh, joining that uh, more and more. And, you know, every week can also track your progress as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, back to the actual podcast, because that's why we're here. Uh, we actually had a podcast question submitted this week, and it's about this new GA. Uh, the question is, with the diminished rewards for Grand Arena, namely ship omegas instead of zetas are you still focused on kyber or have you been disincentivized at all uh, well solo what <laughs> have you been i have not i, I if i join something i want to win it. it it doesn't matter I, quite frankly i would try and win even if there were no rewards um you know we keep talking every week about how i want to retire my alt account 
which in theory sounds fantastic, but it keeps joining and I keep trying to win on the alt account just because it's there and I want to win. So the rewards, I completely 100% agree that ship omegas are not the same as Zetas and I'd much rather have the Zetas um, by far. A horrible change. Right. But that change isn't going to stop me from playing any differently. Yeah, 100% agree. That's, uh, I just love playing Grand Arena, and I love trying to win. And it it goes against every fiber of my being to just throw in the towel. Like, this is the game mode that I have always wanted. Like, from the very start, when I started playing, I was like, man, that would be so cool. And so we have it. And... I know people have a lot of complaints about different things and, you know, we were just complaining about the rewards and, you know, they're justified on some level, but this game mode is so fun and it, it is really well realized. I think that the developers have done a great job on it. Um, you know, there are definitely areas of expansion for them to be able to do, you know, I, I would love to have, see some different maps, for instance, sure. a little more nuanced maps and, and everything, but, um, I just, I want to play this game mode and I want to be the best at it. You know, I know I'm not going to be the absolute best, but I, I want to be in that conversation. Like that's, that's what I want. I, you know, I love it enough that I want to make videos about it and, you know, lose sleep about it because I'm staying up late making videos, you know, like I, and so, uh, you know, Zetas are all well and good. I really wish, you know, it was nice to get eight Zetas because I won my eight groups um, or my four groups last championship. But, you know, Zetas, at the very least, the people I'm competing against will also not have those Zetas available on their rosters. Right. So, you know, it's it's not like it's offering some kind of crazy disadvantage the way um, they rewarded people who hoarded uh, GET1 and then got General Skywalker, you know? <laughs> We're not getting back into this one. <laughs> I, I know. I let my bitterness just kind of seep through in all of my talking points here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm, you know, we're, we're in the exact same boat when it comes to this question. Um, so, everyone... Uh, please feel free to submit podcast questions. Uh, you can submit the podcast questions on our Discord server, which the link is down below. Uh, you know, on a bunch of these questions, we've been asked questions that I just quite frankly haven't thought about, so I actually love answering the questions because it makes me think of something new. Um, and it, so it's good to answer. So please join our Discord and submit podcast questions as you have them. Right. Like, I, I totally agree with that. Like, this question, it's just funny. Like, you and I are competitive enough, and we're, we're so focused on Grand Arena. Like, I never really – I've seen people say, like, oh, I'm just going to get locked in Carbonite uh, <laughs> thing, you know, uh, bling so that you know i don't have to do it i'm just i don't want to do it and i've seen that but i haven't like internalized that as a question like the fact that someone asked me that and made me actually ponder like maybe i maybe i shouldn't care about this round you know and then of course i i rejected that but but the question the fact that someone actually asked that um you know is i, I think that that's a really great aspect to be asking these questions like um it doesn't necessarily change how i feel but it you know it does it does uh you know bring a subject up that's worthy of discussion yep 
Uh, so with that, let's talk about, you know, the number one thing everybody asks for Grand Arena is how do you counter X team? So let's talk about this week's counter of the week. Um, and it's a counter that we I put on the outline, quite frankly, because it's what got me the win <laughs> this this round. It's Malik versus Old Republic. Um, A.K.A. Zareth is too cowardly to try it. That is the exact team, yes. Uh, so here's the thing. Most people don't have a well-leveled Old Republic team. And the reason is, quite frankly, there's just so many other better teams to get to G13 and Relic level, whatever, that you're not going to face a fully relic um, Old Republic team. If you do, maybe don't do the Malik solo, but chances are you're going to be facing a G12 with not many uh, of the right side pieces on them type of team, which means... Their damage is going to be, for the most part, limited. Now, what makes Old Republic annoying is the assists and their healing with whenever they apply a dot. So the way to get around that when you're fighting with Malak is when he gets his third drain force off, he's going to get the ability to apply healing immunity. And... Because of how tanky Malik is, and because of how he gets the turns and recovers so much health, um, he's going to get a bunch of turns, and he's going to start applying healing immunity, and then you just drain the life right out of them as you heal yourself. I've done this Malik solo probably ten times, maybe even more. I've never finished with less than 64 banners. Um, the fights take, you know, two and a half minutes because you have to get to that third drain force, which takes a while. But it's just long in time. It, there's never really a threat of you losing. And now due to all the Old Republic assists, what's happening is, say, Zalbar takes a turn, Mission assists, they both crit Malak. They're not critting Malak for a lot because his armor is so high. And then they both have fear placed on them, so they miss their next turn, which is another thing that kind of keeps Malak alive. Um, so if you're looking for an easy 64 banners and Old Republic is on the team and you're not going to need Malak for a Darth Revan counter in one of the other zones do this counter and get those extra banners when you can, because with ships, uh, we can't all be like Zareth getting 60 against the faster negotiator. So you need to kind of make use of your banners when you can. Then <laughs> that's fair. My question then is like, what's, what's the closest you've ever come to uh, timing out uh, with this counter? Because I've seen some really crazy videos of people like, you know, one second left or, you know, even just 30 seconds left, I would be losing my mind. You know, I, I see people go like three minutes without killing anyone and, you know, and then they eventually pull it off. But I don't have my Malak modded very well or relic very well. So um, it, I'm just like, I'm not going to go. Th I don't need that stress. I don't, my body <laughs> doesn't need that aging. Uh, I've never had it go less than two minutes. 
And I can tell you. You say less than two minutes? Yeah, like with two minutes left. So I've never had the fight last more than three minutes, I guess is the better way to say it. Um, okay. And my Malik, quite frankly, is not modded fantastically right now because before I join uh, GA, I put my current fives mods on Malik. And so at the moment that, and because I put Malik's mods on fives, because, you know, that team is my Darth Revan killer. And so at the moment, my Malik has um, offense mods on him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. not have his normal speed set with like, you know, pounds and pounds of uh, protection. He has an offense set with protection primaries, and that's about it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm i still just confused on how to mod him, honestly. Like, he has so many amazing stats. You want to accentuate some of them. And I also, uh, you know, beyond the confusion, I, I feel this deep sense of apathy on modding <laughs> him for some reason. Like, it's... He has never had a 6E mod on him at any point. Really? That See, now that's interesting. Like, my apathy is strong <laughs> with him. <laughs> like, you don't... Yeah, it's the kind of apathy you don't find every day. I'll <laughs> tell you that. So, <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like, he's, like, one of the most interesting characters. He, he does so many cool things, and I just don't care at uh, you know, I love modding my characters to, to get that little extra, uh, you know, bit out of them. And I just can't get into him. I don't know why. Well, you know what part of it probably is. And, you know, I refuse to get my arena team above uh, R4 now, even though the rest of my shards are going up to 7. It's because Malik is already so overpowered that you don't need to tweak his mods perfectly. Well, and that's exactly like I can I can get away with having low relic and uh, low, you know, not not necessarily the best mods on my characters in this squad because my mods on Darth Revan and Bastila are really fast. I think they're fat, the, some of the fastest on my shard. And I don't mean to brag about that. I just um, I can be lazy. And <laughs> so I just turn my attention to other things. Right. Exactly. Um that's kind of what I face as well. Like, my R4 arena team beats everybody, basically. So I've never had to worry about it. Um, and so that's why Malik is R4, and I don't mind switching fives mods to him for Grand Arena. My only arena character that's Relic 4 is Marauder. <laughs> I think. No, I think he's 3. Maybe Malik is 4. Everyone else is, like, 1 or 2. Like, it's... I'm saying this out loud and I'm embarrassed. So Yeah. Yeah. And I doubt that I'm gonna do anything about it. Oh, I can tell you I'm not gonna do anything about it. My full fleet arena team is gonna be R seven because my fleet arena just wants to, you know, go into the arms race. Um meanwhile my squad arena is nowhere near R seven. <laughs> go figure. Yeah, it's no joke. It's like everyone's got their gear or their relic seven Kenobi's, and I'm like, I don't even have a, I don't even have a six star negotiator. Like I'm waiting for Malevolence to see that kit, right. and so why should I put more relics? He's on relic three. Like why should I put relic higher relics because they're still gonna outspeed me? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyways, Solo, you you were talking about uh, 
you can't give up your alt. And I also apparently cannot give up my alt where <laughs> it's, it's, it's like smoking, you know, and we just can't do it. Uh, so you, you said that you've been playing with your alt. Like what have, what have you been doing lately? How have you, uh, what things, what feats have you accomplished? <laughs> well, I can tell you outside of grand arena, I've accomplished absolutely nothing. Um, but in grand arena, I have, I won my first round, um, kind of by accident. Uh, you know, I I shouldn't have won. I I got a ridiculously high score, but that's solely because my opponent put two two teams of uh, level one tunes in the back zone. So of course I got to the back zone, and S- Snowtrooper went in and cleared out one team for sixty four banners. And then uh, I achieved the Kylo feat, or not the the First Order feat, uh, against the other team. And so I end up finishing with 16 or 1927 for banners. My opponent finished with 1925. Uh, Wow. Yeah. And afterwards, he messaged me, you know, and kind of like your first opponent with a sort of snotty response of you're welcome well you know i still won that thank you (laughs) um but he said oh i forgot to switch my mods so you know i didn't want to try hard this guy got 1925 against my normal defense and he's saying he didn't try hard i don't know how much i believe that yeah i mean i i think too like you have you have some you know you the 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 thing about competitive play is you're going to find some players that um, they care about winning enough that they want to uh, diminish their losses yeah. in any way they can. I mean, I've been there. I've done that before. <laughs> uh, not, not necessarily in this game, but, uh, you know, in the past when I was a little, when I had a little less perspective on, you know, trying to be a good sport right. or whatever. So, you know, it, it is what it is. And maybe he was just being totally open and honest and you took it as snide, which, you know, same as my opponent. Possible. You never. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. You've, you've got, you've got a win and potentially another win in the bag. Um, my, my alt is in division five now. So um, he was in seven when we first started this podcast. So he is moving on up. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's, he's in the top five of divisions now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that all that really means is that I passed the 2 million GP threshold and I haven't noticed any difference. Like they haven't changed the number of squads I have to deploy as far as I can tell. Like maybe the ship's format is different. Like maybe division six, we have one fewer squad to place, but I place five, uh, squads and one ships and, uh, my last, my first, opponent tried twice against my gear 11 emperor palpatine team with gear 8 uh, kylo ren unmasked uh, and he, he failed he killed two characters and af- after two attacks and just stopped and i got the full clear. <laughs> nice so um and now i haven't attacked yet in the second round i I'll, i might just be a jerk and wait until my lunch hour ne- tomorrow like you know a couple hours before before Grand Arena is done, but um, this this defense is a little more stout. People are starting to put Geonosians. Even low gear Geonosians can be really uh, problematic at that level. So um, 
I'm trying to figure out that. I think I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have to settle for a non-full clear this round. Ooh, interesting. Out, right. Um, so I have to figure out what you know if I want to target fleet or what. They have, my fleet is way better than theirs. Uh, you know, I don't know. So it maybe maybe so maybe division five is harder. Uh, I, or maybe this opponent is just really skilled. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Um, you know, and one thing I, I did want to mention actually is uh, I, you know, in, in past segments, I, you know, I've talked about giving up on my alt because I don't have time or whatever. Um, and uh, the time crunch hasn't necessarily changed. But what I've decided is I just enjoy this game to the point that I'm going to give up other games and other things that I've been doing. Um, and so... You know, for instance, I've been playing Dragon Champions, and that is deleted. It's not on my phone anymore. Um, you know, I've, I've freed up some time. And so, uh, you know, the, the agreement I made with myself is that I'm not going to try to climb in either of my arenas. I'm just going to accept the low crystals, and maybe that will make it so that I don't uh, do well <laughs> in on my alt. You know, uh, all the crystals that I make right now pay for three refreshes of mods right now. <laughs> you know, I, not much. So... We'll see, uh, but I've, I'm still going to play, and I've been enjoying playing my alt, so we'll see. I'll continue on with my smoking, just like you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to quit. It is. I know. We're not quitters. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. Exactly. Uh, so, um, you know, we always talk about this. We save it for last. Um but we're constantly trying to make our roster more suited to this game mode. Like this is this is our main focus. And um, it, you know what what kind of things are you doing to get ready for the next uh, the next round of Grand Arena after we get a new lock? Like what kind of things are going to be uh, seen? Uh, well, leading into this, I finished off Scion and got him up to uh, Relic level three. The reason I did that is because now I'm using the Trey Trio for uh, my Grievous teams, and it's working fantastic along with the EP and Badstore. Um, but to do that, I needed them to be Relic leveled up. And so that's one thing I worked on, uh, getting Spy, Geo Spy, up to Relic level 4. I think that was big for me. Going towards the next round, um, I want to have Sunfac at G13 and R4 for two reasons. One, for my Geo team, but also because, as I said earlier, Sunfac is a regular reinforcement in uh, my fleet team. And so I want to get his survivability up, <clears throat> getting his relic level up on the character side should help that. And... By next GA round, I should have an R7 Kenobi. He's Zeta'd. He has full uh, 6E mods, so I should not be facing any more Kenobis that I can't handle. Uh, negotiators, I should say. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Um I'm I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, <laughs> I I like living vicariously through your various efforts. You know, <laughs> being able to 
see how you test things. And then um, if it doesn't work, then I can uh, just check that off mentally and uh, continue to put gear on something else. <laughs> Not have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's been a huge help throughout my galaxy of heroes. <laughs> Well, well, really, I mean, not just you, though. I, I do like watching other people do interesting things in the game just because, uh, you know, it's the what if factor. Right. Like, who knows what random game mechanic is going to actually end up being a decisive factor and finding a really strong counter to uh, a strong team. Yeah, um, I can tell you this EP with the Sith Trio team against Grievous, uh, you're not going to get high banners with it it's going to be like a 55 or 56 banner team but they have been fantastic so far haven't faced a watt yet and i know you're waiting to use it until i face a watt for you um i know you need to <laughs> your opponents need to make that happen yeah. for me uh but the team i mean it's much less stressful than when i was using jedi knight Revan. I'll, I'll put it that way. Because um, when I was using Jedi Knight Revan, you know, a lot of the times what will happen is you have to let Jolie revive your team and then you have to hope that, you know, Jolie doesn't get attacked first or it's just much easier to annihilate the hell out of General Grievous before he even takes a turn. Yeah, that's true. You know, and if if you tried the, I, I really like the Bastila. I, I feel like that's uh, every once in a while I'll try that. Uh, you know, using Jedi Jedi Revan lead on on Grievous, and every single time I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> you know, like Julie actually has to revive guys, and almost never do I have to do that with Bastila lead. But you and I have different setups, and you know, you admittedly you've been really successful with Jedi Knight Revan, right. so. Uh, not like a knock on you. I think maybe Bastila is uh, for those of us who um, hate stress or something. <laughs> that that could be it. Well, the ZP um, team is much less stressful, which is nice. Uh, yeah, well, that and that is awesome. I'm actually, I would, I if it works against Watt, I will probably end up transitioning as well. Um, you know, and so one thing that you and I are both working on actually is uh, putting on old, putting on uh, some gear on old Ben. <laughs> and um, you know, it's it's so funny to me. Like the whole internet exploded with derision that how could anyone not think of old Ben as a counter to to um, you know to the general Skywalker? You know, Team Instinct is being yeah. ridiculed. And uh, honestly, though, like. Okay, so he's a good rebel tank, and he does go well with Commander Luke. And I defy the majority of the player base to actually like tell me honestly that they were always using Old Ben as the counter to General Skywalker with Commander Luke, or to General Skywalker. Like, uh, I think that even even though it, it makes sense on some level to use a rebel, and you know he he is strong. People don't have him geared. Like he's not a meta team. He's not super duper, uh, you know, strong. Like he, he's good. People are using him in other places, but I don't see videos of people using old Ben, you know, in places. I, I know that a few people do. I get that, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that it's the most crazy, uh, you know, tech to have, but it, it was non-obvious to me. And I, I do a lot of theory craft and work on that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, 
this derision is is kind of making me chuckle because I think that a lot of the player base is, you know, finding a good opportunity to, um, I don't know, just knock on this on this guild. And so, anyways, I've I'm working on old Ben, and he, I don't think he'll be ready for the next next one. He's kind of on a slow gear plan right now, but. Um, for me, I've been remodding a lot of characters. Uh, my V1 and Spirit, uh, Nice Sister Spirit, have both had speed mods, and I decided recently I wanted to uh, make them a little bit more effective. So I put uh, offense mods on V1, and he actually gained speed because I used my, one of my strongest offense mod uh, sets. And then I, I also put crit damage on Spirit. Uh, instead of speed and both of them have been just hitting like crazy like being able to use them in the last uh territory battles which i realize is uh you know it's player versus environment pve as opposed to pvp but uh it's been night and day those those two have really been performing really well so that's great my general skywalker has mods that i think he's gonna actually be able to be usable in uh i haven't used him in either of my matches this week um but um, otherwise, I put a lot of speed on Bosk. I upped it by about uh, twenty something. So now he's at three hundred and two speed. It'll be up to three hundred and five by the time I um, by the time I put six E mods on him, and he's uh, you know he'll go with Django. So it'll end up being uh, really fast, like three hundred thirty five speed, which is pretty good. Um, so all all this remodding has been a big priority for me lately, and then um, I've put Gear 13 on Boba, Django, and Padme recently. So um, Boba and Django are actually already on defense right now. Uh, they, I got it in right before lock. Padme will be uh, available for use next time. So. Nice. You know, and, and the main goal right now is trying to get my Padme team up to be able to beat Relic Seven, Darth Revan, and Darth Malak teams like that. I need them to be able to pull that with their weight in Grand Arena for that, so that I can start doing interesting things with my Darth Revan uh, team the way you are. Yeah, I, you know, I, I do want to start practicing with my Padme team against Darth Revan as well, just to because you know clones are going to be my primary. Uh, attack with them and it'll be nice to have a third team uh, along with my my Darth Revan team as well that can take out Darth Revan because as we said earlier flexibility in your attack is it just makes such a big difference I really can um it's hard it's hard to do that though even even for me I'm like uh you know I'm just I get stuck and I'm like, well, why would I add another character to this squad? Like it works so well anyways. Right. You know, I, I don't know what we'll get there. We'll all get there. I'm sure we'll get there together. Anyways. Um, I think that's about the end of the show. We have, uh, a bunch of different resources that we like to provide for our listeners and for the people who don't listen but are enterprising enough to discover them on their own. Um, and as always, I will defer to uh, Solo's uh, skill at being able to describe these things. Uh, what what kind of things can people look at if they want to kind of uh, improve their Grand Arena scores or, you know, like have a different perspective on them at least? Well, we've already kind of mentioned them throughout 
this episode. We're, we're getting better at that. Uh, the first thing is going to be both of our YouTube uh, sites. You know, mine is Solo Base Fifteen, so that's S O L O B A S S one five. Yours is Zareth. It's just X A E R E T H. If you uh, search for either of us in the YouTube browser. You can find our videos. We'll have the link down below in the description of this podcast. Um, well, now we are both actually broadcasting all of our Grand Arena fights, so hopefully you learned something. I can tell you if you watch mine from last round, uh, you're going to learn what not to do. So there's also <laughs> some value in that. Um, then we. I thought it was, there was a lot of interesting things yeah. that you did as well. Hopefully, hopefully that's the goal. Um, along with the videos comes a counter sheet that we do. You're going to see all the vid. You know, obviously since we're putting out videos of all of our rounds, um, we have all of our fights recorded and available to be watched. So what the counter sheet does is it's going to provide timestamp links for you. Uh, let's say you want to figure out how you're going to counter Old Republic. Well, you go to the counter sheet and you're going to see uh, the Old Republic team that one of us faced. Then you go to the right and you're going to see the full team that we countered it with, whether or not it's Malik or CLS or whoever we countered with. And then directly next to that, and the most useful part of this is a timestamped link to the actual fight, so you can see how successful the fight was. You can see how geared up the opponents were. You can see, we don't show the mods because that would get excessive, but you can see who goes first and how hard they hit, and you can determine if that counter can be used in your fight. Um, the video is also nice because you get to see the turns that we're taking. It's not just a list of you know, CLS counters Old Republic, it's, you get to watch how CLS counters Old Republic, and hopefully that helps you in your battle. Uh, there's a link to that in the description of this podcast, or uh, in any of our YouTube videos, there's also a link to it. And then finally, we have a Discord server, which we've mentioned a couple times. The link to that's going to be in the description of this podcast or on any of your our YouTube videos. And it is a Grand Arena and Territory War-focused uh, Discord server. So if you have any questions about who to use, who to place on defense, what strategy, you know, we're there to answer the questions. We have other, We have a couple other members who are also very good at what they do that are there to help you along. And... Um, you know, all three of the resources are great and can be used at your own leisure, which is nice. So with that said, Zareth, uh, we've been talking for quite a long time tonight. I think it's time for the awkward goodbye. I think so. I'm, I've been excited for that for not for long. <laughs> I'm actually not excited about it. Uh, anyways, guys, thanks so much for watching uh, or listening. And remember... <laughs> But in all things, Zareth prevails. And Zareth might prevail, but Solo is always right. Sometimes. <laughs>